The summer movie season may be winding down, but there's still plenty of choices left in theaters, and I've got a review of two new movies right now. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash Merle and stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of two movies that hit theaters somewhat nationwide this past weekend. One of them is the new horror thriller, The Invitation. The other one, a hit from Sundance called Breaking, starring John Boyega. I'll be talking about both of them, but let's start with The Invitation, which might be the number one movie at the box office this weekend, although it looks like it's not great competition. This movie is from director Jessica M. Thompson with a script from Hellfest writer Blair Butler. Natalie Emanuel stars as Evie, a struggling artist with no family who finds out via a 23andMe type of service that she has distant relatives in England. One of those distant English relatives tracks Evie down and invites her to a posh family wedding at the estate of Walter DeVille, a devilishly handsome playboy. But as the wedding approaches, strange things begin to happen and Evie learns that all is not what it seems. There are a few twists and turns in this movie and it sucks because first of all, the trailers gave away kind of the big hinge point on which the whole movie turns. The whole movie's building up to this moment that's totally given away in all of the marketing, which sort of diffuses what comes before it. But I also noticed the other sort of big twist was openly spoiled in a lot of reviews, in headlines, in pictures on Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of disappointing because that's the one element of the movie that I didn't really see coming. And the most interesting part of this film for me was sitting there trying to figure out what is going on. I really do think that you should give people a choice about what you reveal. I know you have to sell a trailer. I know you have to put a headline out there. But I think that spoiling the surprises of a film is a really bad way to do it because you are kind of trading in the enjoyment of an audience about a movie for a cheap headline or a click or a view or whatever. But why should I be shocked that that's the case, honestly? What really sucks is that there's not a lot to offer for the film once you get past those twists. If you've seen the trailer at all, because the big turn was spoiled in it, then as an audience member, you spend about an hour ahead of Evie, and it really also undercuts a lot of the character work that they're doing before that turning point. The Invitation's not a horrible movie. I've certainly sat through much worse in the horror genre. First of all, it's pretty competently acted, and I don't really know why Natalie Emanuel hasn't found bigger roles past the Game of Thrones and Fast franchises. I found her to be a very sympathetic lead, this young woman who is in search of a family. It's believable why she would want to embrace this new family that she's found online. And then we have Thomas Doherty, who plays Walter DeVille, the seductive, mysterious playboy, and it's a role that he plays exceedingly well. I was convinced watching this movie that I had seen Thomas Doherty in something before, but I checked his filmography and he's been in a bunch of TV shows, just not any of the ones that I've watched. So I guess he's just got one of those faces that's super familiar. He does seem a bit like a posh English Sebastian Stan. So maybe that's where I'm getting it. The supporting cast is also strong, featuring Sean Pertwee, who is perilously close to being cast as butler to a mysterious heir, Hugh Skinner, who plays a Monty Python-level upper-class English twit, and Courtney Taylor, who plays the requisite friend back home who's concerned. All of them are particular standouts. 
Okay, so remember when I said that critics should give their audiences choices about whether or not they talk about the twists in the movie? Well, that's what I'm going to give you right now because a lot of my thoughts are tied to the bigger twist in the film. So if you don't want to know what happens in the invitation, you can skip ahead to the next review. There's some time codes down there that can help guide you. If you already know what happens or you don't really care to know what happens or you've already seen the movie, then stick around because I am going to talk about the big twist in the invitation right now. So the trailers gave away that Evie is not really there for a wedding. She's there for her wedding, which she did not know was going to be happening. And honestly, that was somewhat predictable. Even if I hadn't seen the trailers before, there was obviously something weird going on. Tonight, that once broken bond will be renewed. When Evelyn, Alexander, and I are wed. The thing that I didn't see coming was the fact that this was going to turn into a vampire movie and that Walter is essentially Dracula, the historical figure upon which Dracula is based, and that Evie is going to become one of his three vampire brides so that he can remain the head of these lords of England. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. The reason I bring this up in regards to the twist is that the movie actually kind of had me on board right up until it revealed what it was actually about, which is honestly usually the opposite, but I was very curious. What's going on in this mansion? What are these things that are killing people? Who's on the up and up? Who's not on the up and up? And the idea that all of that buildup was just to a pretty straightforward vampire story was a bit of a letdown. This is one of those cases where I think the atmosphere of the film was better than what it was actually leading into. It definitely had a lot of style in those first two acts. I preferred the seductive mystery of it all to the cheap jump scares that were peppered throughout. It seemed like two different kinds of movies jammed into one. But once Walter pops its fangs, it's just another vampire movie, not a whole lot to offer, and what I thought was a very underwhelming finale with some pretty shoddy special effects. I think there was a lot of potential in this movie, and I wish that they'd worked with the structure a little bit more. I liked the idea that Walter, as Dracula, or as this all-powerful vampire, holds dominion over these lords and these people of wealth and power and influence, and the fact that he runs this town that's down by his estate. I like the part where Evie tries to go to town for help and she gets hit on the head because everybody is kind of under the dominion of this vampire with shades of hot fuzz. If the movie had been about half and half that, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more than I did. As it was, it seemed like they were going for the style and trying to build us up to something that we kind of already seen before. The first two acts drag on too long and the third is rushed. And despite this potential, by the time the credits rolled, I felt it was kind of a warmed over retread of Ready or Not with a little bit of, like I said, hot fuzz thrown in there and some Dracula mythology. So while this is not the worst that the horror genre has to offer, it's certainly far from the best. I don't regret spending my time watching The Invitation. I just don't think I would accept it again. Let's move now to the much, much better of these two movies, which is one called Breaking, starring John Boyega in what I think is easily the best performance of his career. Breaking is the first solo feature film from director Abby Damaris Corbin, with a script from first-time feature screenwriter Kwame Kwe Arma. I saw Breaking back in January when it was screened as part of the Virtual Sundance Film Festival. Back when I saw it, it was called 892, which I will acknowledge is not the best title, but I think it's a lot better than Breaking. Breaking is such a general title, not very searchable on the internet, doesn't really stand out, and it really makes this movie easy to dismiss. 
Breaking is the real-life story of Brian Brown Easley, a Marine Corps veteran who held up an Atlanta-area bank to get the U.S. Veterans Administration to deposit disability funds that had been seized. Brian is at the end of his rope, struggling with poverty, threatened with homelessness, and experiencing physical disability and mental illness. What do I need to do to get the attention that I need right now? Right now! Right now, ma'am! All of these are issues, by the way, that a shameful number of United States veterans face every single day. And if you allow me a bit of a side trip here, but it, this is in conjunction with the issues that are raised in this movie. For the past several years, I've had a front row seat to witness the inadequacies of the VA healthcare system here in the U.S. And I know that a lot of people have very conflicted feelings about the military, etc. But I think we can all agree that our veterans at least deserve to be taken care of when they return home. And things that the VA have been this way for decades. I'd say that I hope that this movie shines a spotlight on the struggles of veterans in the U.S., but that spotlight has been shining bright for a very long time. We just have, in my opinion, politicians who are unwilling or unable or both to actually do the work to fix the system. This is a broken bureaucracy that causes damage daily to people that have served in the military. And I think that Breaking is a great example of a film that's not a message movie. The VA healthcare system, or lack thereof, is not the message necessarily they want you to take from the movie, but it is able to spotlight the consequences here for this real life veteran when the system failed him and what can actually follow when that happens. John Boyega paints a compelling portrait of Brian, not as a saint, but as a deeply troubled man pushed to extremes by circumstance and illness. There are times when John Boyega threatens to go too broad with his performance, but every time he pushed that boundary for me, he then drew it back and found the truth of the moment. I don't know if Breaking is going to be seen by enough people or if it's coming out at the right time of year in order for there to be an award spotlight on his performance or on other elements of this film. But I hope it at least plants a little bug in the ear of the public and the people that are casting movies that John Boyega is a very talented actor who has been criminally underused in a lot of movies recently, Star Wars, and should be cast in a lot of other films. Two veteran actresses play the bank employees that Brian holds hostage. Selena Sleva plays Rosa, the bank's junior manager, who struggles to deal with what's happening. And Nicole Bahari plays Estelle, the senior manager whose calm demeanor hides a desperation to escape. Both of them provide a human perspective to Brian's actions, a mix of sympathy, fear, and at times anger. Sadly, this is also one of the final screen performances of Michael K. Williams, who tragically passed away last year. Williams plays the hostage negotiator trying to get both Brian and the hostages out alive, another former Marine who knows Brian's struggles and perhaps sees what he himself could have been under different circumstances. You don't control these people, man. You ain't got no power. Don't do that to me now. Don't you underestimate me. Not me. Connie Britton, Olivia Washington, and Jeffrey Donovan round out a really talented cast, and there have been a lot of comparisons I've seen. Even the poster for this movie says it is a modern-day dog day afternoon, and I can see some parallels, but I think a lot of them are kind of surface. They are both bank robbery movies. But I don't think this movie is quite as stylish. It's presented with very few frills, and at times you do feel the tension easing a bit, but the story is compelling and the performances are strong, which were enough to hold my attention both times I watched this movie, all the way to the powerful climax. 
Now, since this is a true story, the spoilers for the movie are actual events, which you may already know, but I'm not going to reveal them here. I will say that the feeling that you walk away with after this movie is a sort of grief for what could have been. For what Brian's life could have been had he not felt forced to enter that bank, which is an action in and of itself that's past the point of no return. And also it could have been if Brian had received the help that he needed and how different his life would have been. And yes, if things had gone different in real life, it would have cost us a compelling movie with great performances. But what everybody in Brian's life and Brian himself would have gained would far outweigh the art that came out of it. So it's a tepid to negative response for me on The Invitation and a positive response for me on Breaking, which includes what I think is a must-see performance from John Boyega. Are you going to be heading out to see either of these movies in theaters this weekend, or are you just not doing the movie thing anymore until we get to some of the bigger films later in the year? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, Mint Mobile. How many times have you been promised a great deal or even great service by big wireless providers only to find out that there's a catch? So when I heard that Mint Mobile was offering premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month, of course, that's exactly what I thought. What's the catch? But after looking into it, I found out there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret is that they're the first company to sell wireless and service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet, sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, and who doesn't, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. They also give you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family, and at Mint Mobile, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all of your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com merle. That's mintmobile.com merle, M-U-R-R-E-L-L, to cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Merle. Thanks to Mint Mobile for sponsoring the video and thank you for watching. I'll be back very soon with more movie news, reviews, and box office. Until then, stay safe and I'll see you next time. Bye.